Did you ever think how the apostles ended their lives? Simon, Peter, he was crucified upside down. He said he couldn't be as his master, so he asked the Romans to turn him upside down. His father, Andrew, was scorched and tied rather than crucified with nails. And for two days, he kind of agonized and he will preach the gospel to any who will pass by his cross. James, he was killed by Herod with a sword. This is in the book of Acts. Philip crucified, Bartholomew beheaded, Thomas in the India, he was killed with a spear. Matthew was martyred in Ethiopia, supposedly stabbed in the back. James, the less, at the age of 94, was beaten and stoned by persecutors. Judas, or Jude, was crucified at Edessa, city in Turkey and Greece. Simon the Canaanite, or Silot, he preached in Africa, and he was crucified in the year 74 AD. Why do I say this? Because they all gave their lives for Christ. They were all witnesses. They were all martyrs for Christ. It's true, John the Apostle, he died in, the, in Asia Minor after a long life of affirming faith of all the cities and communities in that area. And Judas Iscariot, you know the end. But if you read the gospel today, we see that the starting point of these martyrs, the starting point of these heroes, is not confidence, but on the contrary, is doubt. All the gospels, they speak of the same reality, that at first, the apostles and the community, they were all doubting the resurrection. Look what John says today in the gospel. Luke says today, when Jesus appears, he goes through the walls and stands in their midst and says, peace be with you. He says that they are terrified because they think they're seeing a ghost. And Jesus says, why are you troubled? I always think Jesus is funny because how can you not be troubled? Like someone walked through brick walls. <laughs> Why are you troubled? Lord, like, look what you did. And why do questions rise in your hearts? It is I, myself. I am not a ghost. Don't doubt. In Matthew, after 40 days of appearing to them, before commissioning, it says the Gospel of Matthew, when they saw him, Jesus, they worshiped him. But some still doubted. So not only in the beginning of Easter, but also at the end, the apostles are filled with doubts. So how can you explain that they died for their faith, but they doubted at the beginning? In the movie of Paul that many of you watched last Friday, and if you didn't, they kept it for two weeks, so you should go and watch it. Not now, but this week. Paul says, no one gives his life for something he doubts. No one will give his life for something he thinks is not real. So the apostles, they underwent 
a journey. From doubt, they begin to be defenders. Christ confirmed them in their faith. Put yourself in the shoes of Peter and see how Jesus transformed his doubts into faith. First, he goes to the empty tomb, and it's empty. He goes to the tomb, and it's empty. He hears Mary Magdalene saying that she saw the Lord. Then Jesus appears to him only. Luke 24 says that he appeared to Simon. Only him saw that apparition. So his doubts begin to be dispelled. But then when he's in the upper room with the community, the two disciples of Emmaus come in and they say, we saw the Lord. And we recognize him in the breaking of the bread. So the faith of Peter grows even more. But then, while they are talking about what Jesus told them on the way to Emmaus, Jesus himself show up, as the gospel says today. And he says, touch me and see me. See my side. I am real. I'm alive. Don't doubt. I'm not a ghost. So the faith of Peter continues to grow. And then Jesus opens their mind to understand the scriptures. As a side note, sometimes people think Christians are not open-minded. You can quote that line. Jesus opens your mind. Christianity expands your mind. So Christ sent the Holy Spirit to their minds so they could understand the scriptures. All the Old Testament, all of a sudden clicked, made sense, hit home. He had an aha moment. And then another apparition. And then the miraculous catch in the shore of Galilee, John 21. And then the coming of the Holy Spirit. You see this process of transformation that Christ accomplishes both in Peter and the whole Christian community. And the same he wants to do with us. Easter is a season of grace. We're only week three of Easter. We have four more weeks to go. And it's a special grace that Christ wants to give us. And it's the grace of strengthening our faith in his reality. John Henry Newman speaks of the convergence of probabilities. It's a very fancy word. (laughs) Certainty comes from convergence of probabilities. There's not one thing that makes you sure of something. There's not one reason why you love your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or one reason why you love Corvallis. Many reasons. And the same is faith in the resurrection, or faith in Christ, or faith in Christianity. There's not one arrow that convinces you. There are many pointing the same direction, and each of them strengthens your faith. The apparitions, the testimonies of others, the truth of scriptures, what science says, the liturgy, all these arrows that we see here like the events of your life, the breaking of the bread, the miracles of the church, the community of faith, they are all arrows pointing to that reality of the resurrection of Jesus. 
And that's what Christ wants to do in this Easter season. He wants to take us out of our doubts and make us stronger in our faith. I'll just share with you how the Lord has been strengthening my faith just in this week, some of the arrows that point to resurrection. One was so many people gave me testimonies of the Eucharistic adoration at Go Fish on Saturday night. I was not there, but when they shared the fruits of that adoration, my faith in the recent Christ grew. Yesterday we were doing adoration with the high school students and it was another arrow of Jesus pointing there. I just read many of the intentions people wrote for the Holy Land trip, the faith of people, another arrow pointing to Christ. Or this week I have been reading this book, The New Proofs for the Existence of God by Robert Spitzer. It speaks about the cosmology of the Big Bang and how physics, they testify to the beginning of the universe. How physics, they testify how science is kind of in complete agreement with the data of the New Testament and the beginning of creation in the book of Genesis. It's all about physics. It's like, ooh, all over my head. I think I get only 10%, the law of thermodynamics and entropy. But that 10% is an arrow pointing to the resurrection. And as I was talking today, a guy who teaches physics, you know, who came after him, I said, like, Father, I just want to tell you this. The Big Bang was an event of radiation of energy, not technically light, but almost waves of energy. And that's what John says. In the beginning, it was light. And our arrow, and in so many ways, Christ wants you also to see those arrows that are pointing you towards faith in him, faith in his church, faith in his resurrection. When you are stuck in your doubts, you cannot move forward. And that's the work of the enemy. The enemy wants you to believe your doubts and doubt your beliefs. That's his work. Satan wants you to disbelieve all what God said as true. And he wants you to be immersed and drowned in your doubts. He doesn't want you to believe in the truth and the firmness of Christianity and resurrection. And Christ is the opposite. He wants you to believe your beliefs and to doubt your doubts. So you can rely on him more and more and trust in his word more and more. Make you stronger in your faith. So how to do this? This week, try to recognize all the arrows that the Lord sends to you. Events, testimonies of people, moments of prayer, the faith of a community, the beauty of the liturgy, what you read in a book, all those arrows that the Lord sends to you, try to recognize the risen Christ manifesting himself to you. And every time you see an arrow, reply and ascend with the word amen. Amen means I believe. It is true. It is real. 
Christ is not a ghost. I should not doubt. I can trust. And even it might help you to write in big letters somewhere in your desk or your bedroom the word amen. A sad reminder that Christ wants you to be a witness. That's how the gospel begins and ends. You are called to be a witness, not to stay in your doubts, but to be a defender. In this life, we walk in faith. In this life, we see the arrows. We don't see him face to face. But one day we will.